What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. For everything good and bad inside the world of Apple, I am your host with the most, Brian Tong here in the house. It is episode 33. Yes, I am still on the road, so there will be no voicemails, but that doesn't mean you can't still call 833-888-ABXL, 833-888-2295. I will put this uh, phone number in the notes as well because people are saying, I don't get it when I listen to it. I'll do that. All you need to do is leave your name, where you're from, and get your comments, your observations, and your questions. And this is really the recap of everything that happens inside the world of Apple. And the big news this week, obviously, is the iPhone XR reviews. So the iPhone XR has already started shipping out to customers over like in Australia and New Zealand. Its official release date is October the 26th, which is happening, at least at the time of this recording, tomorrow here in the U.S. But the reviews overall... Very impressive, especially for the fact that it's, what, roughly $250 cheaper than the iPhone XS, right? Other than the display, which, you know, it's, sure, it's a lower resolution and pixel density than the OLEDs. I think more than anything else, and what reviewers are saying is, the big difference is when you hold them side by side to an iPhone XS or any iPhone X with a OLED display, The blacks are slightly not as deep, but from what everyone is talking about, the iPhone XR from a technical standpoint and from a usability standpoint is a success. In fact, it's making me, I know, look, I wasn't the biggest fan of the fact that Apple is making a model of a phone that is similar to the high-end model, but... It's not really the same. I just like the idea of having every phone have the same exact core features and to be consistent. Screen size, fine, do that. But the iPhone XR is getting a lot of big buzz and really it it arguably is the phone to get in. You know, there were projections that it would be the most popular phone and it could be heading that way specifically with its price point. Some of the things, right? It's single lens camera. Well, yeah, it, it basically it doesn't have the telephoto lens zoom on it, but portrait mode, the actual color detail using Apple's smart HDR, everyone is basically saying, hey, it doesn't capture as much depth information, but it's still dang good. Really good. I thought what was interesting is that the 10R single camera, it is the same exact 12 megapixel wide angle one that they use in the 10S and the 10S Max. So you're still getting these amazing photos. But what's interesting in, in the portrait mode is that they've because it doesn't capture as much uh, depth information, if you're snapping a picture, the portrait mode really only works with a person. So if you try things like uh, food or your cat or other things, no person detected, the actual text will appear at the top of the photo frame. And I'm, I, I take a lot of, honestly, I take a lot of portrait photos of food because it actually looks really killer when you do that. The iPhone XR doesn't do that. Okay, fine. Not the end of the world. The other thing, right? The 10R doesn't have 3D touch. So what if they replaced it with a haptic touch? And where does it really differ? Instead of 3D touch, we had a lot of different places that you could use it if you learned or if you even decided to use it. I should preface that. Um, The main thing here is the haptic touch is really only just a long press on specific things and then you'll feel that pulse. But uh, functions like the peak and pop or where you could kind of preview links from Twitter and others when you did kind of the long press, those don't exist right now. But what was really interesting is that 
The Verge reports that Apple has told them that they are planning to expand the use of haptic touch. So right now, it doesn't and it won't do everything that 3D touch does. But over time, Apple says it's working to bring it into more places in iOS. The implementation is going to be very slow, but don't expect it to be able to do more in this front and also expect people that never use 3D touch to also never use haptic touch. Right, so it's using its taptic engine inside uh, to kind of to build to have the, that vibration uh, when you do a long press. So small situations where it works like is on when you like have your lock screen and you have utilities like your light, uh, like the flash to use it as a flashlight. That's where you'll see it and actually feel it. But they are planning to expand it even more. But overall, right, it still has the A12 chip, still has Face ID, it has the quote-unquote edge-to-edge display it's a it doesn't go as far but still these aren't really true edge-to-edge because they still have that uh black bezel you still get wireless charging you get that 250 dollars lower price tag the 10r is going to be ideal and and honestly you know when i think about it look i'll be honest with you i've tested and used the 10s and i do the only thing that i really like about it more is just the camera is slightly better and i haven't even i've really just said you know what can I still get by with my 10? Cause I have a 10. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm, I don't know. I honestly don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger to actually do a long-term upgrade. Uh, look, I probably will, but the fact that it doesn't feel much difference for me as a 10 user is telling me that for a lot of people that have 10s, like, I don't, I don't know if you really need to get the 10s if you have a 10 on the, other than the 10s max. Like I, I really don't because I don't feel like I'm missing out using my 10 right now versus just a slightly better camera for the 10s. The current 10Rs are no longer available for launch day delivery. Again, I said that's going to be tomorrow, but you've got to imagine much like the iPhone 10s and 10s Max and the Apple Watch Series 4, which if you went to stores in most cases, if you waited in line, they were available to purchase. But at least on the online store, the 10R is no longer available for launch day. Duh, that's fine. Not Not the biggest deal. But I think the funniest nugget from this whole week coming out of the iPhone XR is Apple's Phil Schiller. So he he was interviewed in an Engadget interview, and they basically asked him straight up, okay, what does the XR actually stand for? Because um, in the keynote, they never really outright said XR stands for this letter. And people kind of decided to make up their own ideas People were calling it like the iPhone 10 replacement. The critics called it rubbish. It, it ranged from everything. But Phil Schiller outright said in this interview that Apple, the the 10R doesn't, or the letters don't really actually stand for anything at all. That includes the iPhone 10s and the 10s Max. And of course, the 10R, he did kind of go on to explain that he loves racing cars and things that go fast and that the R and S are both letters used to denote like sports cars that are really extra special. Okay, fine. But okay, here, 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 Phil, you actually, that's not really true because when the 3G came out, Apple outright called it 3GS for speed. They had the 4S for Siri. Now they never really explained, I don't recall them, Beyond that, 
having the letters stand for anything. But to say that they've never stood for anything isn't true. It's just that now, I just think it's kind of Apple the, that used to be the king of marketing. You know, this is one of the one of the kind of those tentpole things. Like everyone finds meaning within things. It kind of makes it more fun to decode. But you're telling me that the 10R means nothing? That's just boring. Like they couldn't come up with anything. So in that boardroom, okay, you're telling me they're all like in a circle and someone's like, uh, what should we call the the less, you know, kind of the lower tier phone? I don't know. Just, just call it 10R. It's like car sports cars are fast. Just call it 10R. And and everyone just nodded their head. Like Phil Sir's like, yeah, that's, I like sports cars. Let's just call it 10R. Who? What does it mean, Phil? I don't know. I don't care. Just, just call it 10R. That's where we're at, y'all. <laughs> That's where we're at. Also revealed um, from the Tenor Reviews, really good tidbits. We had talked about Beautygate, which was the face smoothing feature that is clearly in the front-facing cameras and kind of a automatic unsaid feature, but clearly Apple is doing stuff. Uh, it was titled Beautygate and everything. Another report, according to The Verge, says that Apple is planning to fix Beautygate, that skin smoothing camera effect, in the iOS 12.1 update. According to them, um, and this is a report from, I'm not sure which specific reporter, but in the article it says that Apple told me that the forthcoming iOS 12.1 update currently in public beta will address the issue of the front camera appearing to smooth out skin by picking a sharper base frame from Smart HDR, but I was not able to test that out. Ever again, the 10R is getting great reviews, solid reviews, um, the battery life, the performance, the speed, everything. Uh, it's been touted as the best LCD display. Again, not best display, but the best LCD display out in the market. And yeah, if I had to pick one, I would go yellow. I would go, I love, I would definitely, if if it's a, I mean, the, the advertisements have it looking like a deeper yellow and people are saying it's more of a canary yellow, but I don't know. If I had to pick one, I'd definitely go yellow. All right, we know Apple is having their October event on the 30th. That is Tuesday, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, I'm working on getting details out about how and what way I will stream and where to find it. So I will let you guys all know at my Patreon site, on my Twitter, that's at Brian Tong. You guys and gals can all check that out. But look, you know that new hardware is coming. We already know about the iPad, at least the rumors of the iPad. But this is another great indicator of what is coming. Apple has registered new Macs with the Eurasian Economic Commission this week. And this has typically been an indicator, a really positive indicator of when new hardware is coming. The filings were discovered by MySmartPrice. And this has kind of been a pattern that we've seen over the past couple of years now where once hardware models, they aren't easily identifiable, but at least gives us an indication that, yeah, new stuff is coming really soon. Uh, Mac model numbers were all listed. Some of them refer to currently existing models that are being updated basically to to indicate that they're coming with the latest MacOS Mojave operating system. Four of the numbers currently don't have any counterparts in the Mac lineup. So when we think about this, right, we know Apple is expected to introduce a new entry-level 13-inch MacBook at this event. That's Beyond iPad, that is probably the crown jewel Mac hardware that we expect to see there. Right now, right, the lowest they've been able to get is $999. Can they hit that with this 13-inch model? Hopefully they do. 
So it could be part of this, the 12-inch MacBook family. Will they get rid of the 12-inch MacBook? It would be kind of weird to have a 12 and a 13. We really, what I like about this keynote is there's a lot that is still up in the air. But that is one of those pieces. There's, look, the Mac Mini we talked about, it has not been refreshed for four years. I think that I really hope that the Mac Mini is one of those number is one of those models. And then the iMac is due for a refresh. It's been about a year and a half. Even if we could get something like a processor bump, it would be nice. Everyone's talking, are we going to get finally a true tone display on an iMac? We will see uh, about that. But the MacBook Pro lineup, uh, right, that, that had a processor bump just recently. It would, I mean, it would be weird to see something around the MacBook Pro line. But, you know, this is one of those few things where at least from the Mac side, we really, really don't know everything that's happening. Uh, it will take place at the Brooklyn Academy of Music at the Howard Gilman Opera House in New York City. The Apple TV app is already updated to show that an event is coming. And so... I'm excited. Whenever there's a new Apple event, it's always good for all of us. It's always a good time. So new Mac hardware on its way across the board, but that European Economic Commission posting, it's indi- it helped indicate to us when the new MacBook Pros came out in the middle of the year, and it's helped do that the same thing last year as well. So really, really strong indicators. So I'm curious, what do you guys want to see? I By the time we have our next show, Apple will have announced that. So I'd love to hear what you thought about the keynote. 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. All right, let's take a break to thank the sponsors of the show, which is you at patreon.com slash Brian Tong. Thank you so much for all of your support. We start at $1 per month. Uh, You can go up to $5 per month, which is like a cup of coffee. Uh, If I've given you that much value over this time and you feel like you'd like to return that, I'd love that. We have different tiers, different rewards, 10, 25, even the crazy platinum apple level at $100. And very quickly, I wanted to also say I am still looking to ramp up with sponsors for the show. So if you are a Patreon supporter, there's a link on that page and you will never have to hear a sponsored ad in your podcast feed. But for those of you that don't, you'll hear that and that's all good. So thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right. We've got some other quick stories here. We talked about how the Apple TV app on Apple TV has been updated uh, for their Apple's events to feature the October 30th keynote which is great because uh, I know I'm going to be there. You're all going to be there. The other thing that is cool, this new story and report from the information, when we talk about Apple TV, we I don't know how many over all this time, when is Apple going to launch their own service, their own streaming service, anything? Well, according to the information, Apple's rumored television service is in the works to showcase its original TV shows and will be available in more than 100 companies launching sometime in 2019 and starting with the US. I think it's a little confusing or tricky to call it a TV service because this is not a TV streaming service like PlayStation View or YouTube TV or Sling TV or whatever or um Direct TV now. This is not this is not one of those things. It is really more of their own TV service. They've lined up tons of talent. We've already talked about how they recently canceled the Dr. Dre series because it was 
getting a little too risque and a little too grown up. They don't want to they don't want to delve in that really mature gritty stuff. Um, they've inked deals with Oprah Winfrey, the Sesame Street Workshop, a lot of stuff happening here. But we will see how it all plays out. It is competing with other cable networks like HBO or Stars. Content is king, and that always drives this. And I don't, at this moment, feel the need to be like, yes, I need to pay for another service. I already pay for HBO. I pay for PlayStation View. And I pay for DC Universe. Uh, note, I uh, participate in DC Universe, but I actually bought the service before I got the gig with them because I'm such a freaking fanboy of just uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, and Titans. Titans is dope. All right, enough of that. Remember Gray Key? That was that un- iPhone unlocking box that uh, police departments and even think places like the FBI and government agencies were looking to get into and purchase to help them unlock iPhones. When you plug them in, it would allow you the law enforcement authorities to basically get access to your phone without the need for the passcode. Well, according to the new reports and Forbes, multiple anonymous sources have told them that the gray key box is unable to obtain the passcodes of any iPhone or any iPads running iOS 12 or later. The article says it's not really clear what method Apple used to block gray key access to iPhones running iOS 12 and later. Uh, the method is unknown. It could be anything from better kernel protection to a stronger configuration profile and installation restrictions, but they still don't know. So GrayShift first put out this box in March of last year, oh, sorry, March of this year, uh, to give law enforcement agencies the ability to crack the passcode of devices when they needed it to get sensitive information. It, it could have taken, or it used to take as little as 6.5 minutes for the box to crack a four-digit passcode, while the six-digit passcode could be cracked in about 11 hours. But that was a big tool for them. Right now, it don't work. It don't work. And I also really like to kind of do some of this throwback stuff. We've got to say happy birthday to the original Apple iPhone. It is its 17th birthday this week. It was actually, I believe, officially its birthday on Wednesday, if I or Tuesday was it? Maybe it was Tuesday. You guys have to look up the videos of the introduction of the iPod. It was done at Apple Campus Headquarters. I remember watching it. I remember being blown away by it. It only had five gigs of storage space. It was the size of a deck of cards, and it had that amazing scroll wheel. And so it was only available for Apple users. Some people forget this, right? There was a whole joke that, oh, iTunes would run on Windows once hell froze over. And then Steve Jobs is like, all right, hell froze over. iTunes is coming to Windows because that's what really helped expand and explode the use of the iPod. But remember, it was dedicated just to Apple users initially, I believe, for the first six months, maybe even to a year. It held 1,000 songs in your pocket. I bought one originally for its retail price, and it was $400, okay? $400 for five gigs of space. People would be like, what? Are you kidding me? But that scroll wheel, that scroll wheel is timeless, man. I wish that we saw some of that integrated back into future UI with Apple products. I know we're all about the touchscreen now, but that dial interface, oh my goodness, it was so sweet. The thing that is amazing to me 
is my original iPod still works and still connects to iTunes on my 2012 iMac. So how did I do this? It originally connected through FireWire. So I have a FireWire cable that then I believe converts to mini FireWire, which then converts to Thunderbolt. And it's still 17 years later, I can sync songs, I can delete songs, I can match it with my playlist. It still freaking works. That's kind of a, think about that. That's amazing that it would even be supported that long. So happy 17th birthday to the original, the OG iPod. I don't know how many of you had the original iPod, um, but you know, it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. We always need to show love to our Platinum Apple supporters. Thank you so much, Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frader, Craig Hindall, and Jarrett Lewis. That is the $100 sponsorship level for my Patreon. We still haven't hit the actual goal, but I'm going to keep on doing this because uh, I've got nothing but love for y'all, and uh, you guys are amazing with the support that you've shown so far. Again, you can call into the show at 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. I'm really curious to see how everything shakes out with this Apple event. I'm super excited about the iPad. We didn't dive deep into the iPad because I feel like we've talked about the past two episodes in depth. Um, You can watch my video of everything you can expect to see from the iPad, which I shot, I think, about a week, a week and a half ago, and it all still holds true. So, We've got a lot to talk about next week. Apple's event, October 30th at Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. We'll see you all there. Exciting times, I'm telling you. Whenever there's new gadgets, that makes, not makes us all pay and turn over our money. But yeah, just be honest. A lot of us just, we just do it. It's just, we're sad. All right, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's the Apple Bits XL. Take care. Be safe. Peace.